welcome back to another episode of your favorite video game podcast that you're currently listening to. I'm Andrew Lanza. With us, as always, the co-host with the most, Sam Hall. What's up, buddy? Ah, not much. And I feel you should have said the mo-host. That that feels like that would have been rhyming-wise scheme, sort of, right? But I'm doing great. How are you? Don't question my rhymes. Mm. Also, for some, I don't know how this happened. He was banned from the podcast. But somehow, Boyan Nedich, our, you know friend of the podcast apparently is back with us what's going on boy on glad to have you back kind of uh glad to be back you know if you know the right people and know which hands to grease you can you can uh, get around bands and things like that so yeah i'm back wait you paid to be on this i i can't say anything he, about here's that. our he, wow. boy on's our sponsor he just ha- he'll just have a bit at the at, like in the middle we'll throw to him and it'll just be like hey i'm boy on um if i was your sponsor i would ban you from talking about destiny ever again well that's actually a good segue so uh sam do you want to maybe introduce this week's topic well uh today's topic we're going to be talking about destiny 2 we're doing a full deep dive and uh, we're actually going to focus more on pvp this time uh andrew lead us off full deep dive on destiny 2 here nothing but destiny 2 so hunters and warlocks okay we're trolling we're trolling we're just we're just having a a laugh a goof and a gaff this week's topic is actually in a broad sense we're going to talk about the future of gaming we're going to take a look forward at not only like the immediate future what kind of like the next couple years has in store but also a look to the future in the next you know decade two decades whatever we're going to just take a look forward kind of at the future of gaming so I guess to start us off, I'll throw it to you, Sam. Um, kind of like in a broad sense, mm-hmm. what 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 do you think the immediate future of gaming, in your opinion, um, kind of holds for us? Well, I think we're not going to get away from consoles anytime soon, at least for another two generations, like the PS5 and Xbox Series. Yeah, I think we'll have a, see a PS6. I think by the time we would see a PS7, even though that's probably about 20 years from now, I think that's about when we might start seeing a more of a... Oh, what's the try? I don't want to say amalgamation, but it's going to become... It's going to become like you're going to get a device, but it's going to be not just uh, your Xbox It's gonna, where you play games on and you can play media. It's also going to be something that's going to like... It's going to be a more uniform control thing for your home and stuff like that. Like, I mean, they've been talking about this for years, but I think like you'll get... Uh, consoles will become part of a package more than anything else. But after that online, it's going to be uh, cloud gaming, I think is probably the very far future, like 20 years plus from now. Boyan, what, what's your what's your hot take on this? My hot take, and, and this is a technology that's been teetering on the edge of of dying, but it, I think it's just waiting for the right time, and that's uh, VR. And I, I mean, it it's also tied to the cloud gaming thing, but basically, VR is kind of sticking around, kind of developing further, but it's still not reaching these mass numbers as of yet. Uh, but I think the <laughs> I hate to get dark here, uh, but this COVID thing, so people, fast. people, people think that uh, vaccines are going to solve all our problems, but it's going to mutate in countries without vaccines and uh, it's going to get worse and we're going to spend more and more time in our homes. And um, holy that's, shit, that's going to this... be the new life. So I think, <laughs> I think people are be... oil cans now for people, fires, like those people, drums. Put your tin hats on, but people are going to be really 
uh, uh, desperate for something more, some more ways to socialize while still being safe, while other ones won't give a fuck. So I think a VR that uh, can drop its price somehow and and actually like hook people up so that they can hang out in a virtual space and as they would normally uh, and play games or something, um, I think that's going to be the time for VR hmm. as like a mass to, like popular technology. Yeah, we had um, an episode of the podcast um, a few months ago now where we did a deep dive on VR and we'll definitely touch on that again. For me personally, as far as like the immediate future goes, what what I think we're really going to see is the rise of uh, kind of like a two prong thing, which are kind of almost like intertwined with each other, which is like the Netflixification of gaming along Mm -hmm. with just cloud based gaming. Mm -hmm. I think you're just going to have an account where uh, I mean, like, obviously, this already exists. This isn't some crazy future tech. It's just like cloud based gaming essentially is you don't do the computing in a box on that lives on your, you know, shelf or your, you know, home console, whatever. You don't have a home console. You don't have a computer, whatever. You have an Internet connection. You have a controller. You have a subscription and you essentially connect to a PC in the cloud or a console in the cloud and you they, that does all the computing and it just streams yeah. you you stream your inputs to the cloud the cloud streams it back obviously the issue with that is you have to have a really solid internet connection and then places yeah. like for instance Australia or for instance more locally Canada um sometimes or a lot of times the internet connection like like the speed just isn't there so you're already seeing it in like you know a lot of places that 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 they do have that you know you have stadia that just failed you have the uh the nvidia uh streaming like the the cloud-based service you have um you know the xbox so you have all these you have all you have you know playstation whatever you have all these things where essentially you just need a controller an internet connection and a subscription and you can play your game. You can, you know, start yeah. at whatever point you want. Well, like, see, I, if I can just interject. Yeah, yeah, jump um, in, jump in. Jump the in. only thing, like, that technology, like, basically already exists. and But it's as long as, especially North America, but as long as North American governments are slow on, and, and companies are slow on upgrading the internet, exactly. technology is always going to be capped by that. Like, if this is the limit, what and, and what you really need is you know high speed fiber for everybody what you're talking well, about is like the infrastructure right like yeah the, the infrastructure can't handle of, yeah, yeah what we want out of them. like the technology i'm sure is is like it's good like it's a in concept like it sounds amazing i can i, I don't have to you know worry about i mean I, i'd probably still be buying making my own desktops but like if i don't have to worry about that when i go somewhere else and i could just play my games anywhere that'd mm-hmm. be amazing well well yeah that's like um like i mentioned this in the other podcast it's almost like how you have people who will buy you know a record player they're gonna buy a piece of vinyl they're gonna they're gonna spend that money to get that high fidelity and you're still gonna have those people that are like i want to buy a you know ps6 or build my own desktop or whatever so i can have like you know the the crispy crispy frame rates like like the super high resolution the ray tracing yada 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 you're still gonna have those people but i feel like that market is gonna become more niche and niche where while this the like the idea of cloud-based gaming is going to become more accessible it's just going to be more like look look at mobile gaming you you put games on a phone you put like you know you have an install base of 
everybody essentially like almost everybody has a phone so like look at that install base like everybody's just downloading games whatever like mm-hmm. i feel like the convenience of it i feel like once the internet connection is going to be there and as i said this i i agree with you boy you need the infrastructure that's why it's called the future of gaming this episode you know can we're, I add? We're one? dreaming of a future with better infrastructure. With better internet. Sorry, <laughs> Such Sam. a millennial thing. Oh God! I hope we. I hope somebody invests uh, yeah, 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 in the well, future. Well, first of all, to speak to that, you got to live in a country that doesn't have essentially a duopoly where it's like uh, Rogers and and uh, what is it? Is it Bell? exactly uh, Bell? Yeah, Bell, like, yeah. yeah. And, 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 like, and Bell's trying to. What is it out west? Is it Comcast? Computer. No, it's not Comcast. Is it they Rogers? Virgin Bell? and Comcast in the U.S. And, and no, oh, sorry, Koja, I'm talking about the Western Kojiko? Canada. Kojiko or something? I don't know. Yeah, basically, Canada's parceled off. And Tell it's us. like you have one, maybe two options in your region. Yep. That, Monopoly. that just means they're like, we don't need to upgrade. Everyone's going to use us. Yeah, Monopoly does not breed innovation as opposed to what uh, yeah. people are led to believe capitalism breeds innovation. It's like, nope, breeds monopolies and monopolies do not are not conducive to yeah. innovation. Uh, well, the other thing I was going to mention there, Karl Marx, is that, um, <laughs> I mean, no, hey, man, I'm with you, buddy. You know, the power is just lying there in the streets. Lenin, ooh, probably a bad quote to put in this. Um, but what uh, Boyan touched on earlier was the COVID crisis. And what COVID's doing is everybody. Wait, can, can you elaborate on that? COVID? Can you elaborate on what is this? Sorry, is it going to be cured by the time this episode comes out? <laughs> um, I don't edit that slowly, guys. I was just about well, to say, I mean, it depends when Boyan gets it out. <laughs> you know, we're looking for Monday morning. It's a Saturday. You know, maybe some good news will come tomorrow. No, but with COVID, everybody's staying at home. And what that's done is this interesting thing where it's uh, put a huge demand on this very specific type of chip that's in almost all electronics that like only a few companies make so what this does with cloud-based gaming means i think there's going to be a shortage of like right now there is a shortage of consoles you can't get a ps5 easily or even an xbox series x so i think as time goes on and we become much more of an online society especially if according to the doomsayer with the sandwich board saying the end is nigh that is boyan um <laughs> like if COVID yo, comes back real, yo. <laughs> yeah no I, I hear you, man you're being real uh but like i think if we have another crisis like this where we're forced to stay home for another year we're just going to be rapidly going online quickly this is like it's going to be go exponentially up and that means with the uh-huh. demand on chips becoming higher they're becoming rarer gaming systems become more expensive and i think after a point somebody will say you know what google stadium may not have worked but let's try this cloud-based gaming you know instead of spending like $1,200 on a console system, we now just spend 30 bucks a month. We get all the games we want kind of thing. So I, I think cloud-based gaming, I said earlier, consoles won't go away and they won't for a couple generations, but cloud-based gaming is definitely like the far future of gaming, if not the immediate future. Yeah, yeah no, it's I, definitely it's definitely there waiting for its yeah. for its time, I think. And I, and I think the same for VR. I did want to say that just on in related to what you're saying, I hope in the near future of gaming that there's more and better implementations of uh crossplay and i, I like yeah. that there's a, a excellent growth. point i like that it's growing in that direction but i want to see more of it um and, absolutely absolutely and i think cloud-based will also do something interesting where they'll it'll be easier to play games that are exclusive on one system on the other like if mm-hmm. people you know if people can hack uh, uh steam into their xbox in the future and just stream it via that and use their controllers that's going to be crazy I'm quite surprised actually. Steam does well. I mean, well, Steam there is. has it's, the internet, it's, but it... it's in. There's the Nvidia one, and the Nvidia one is free. And I think it's like you can play an hour at a time, and then you get kicked off. Yeah. 
or something like that, but it is free. Like literally you can just log in through like the NVIDIA um, cloud-based app, whatever you, and then you log into your steam library and then you can play anything as long as you have uh, a screen and a controller or a keyboard or whatever. Now, do you need, uh, and this is a topic I think later on, but do you need a steam controller? Uh, I believe uh, any well, controller. Those are going to be hard to any? find. Uh, that I don't know. I think it's anything. The I Steam think controller it's... isn't being made anymore, guys. When we when we get into the dead uh, dead future of gaming question, um, that's what we're going to talk about. That also... is a potential topic. Because no, I was no, one don't of the get suckers. ahead of yourself. I was the one of the suckers who bought the controller and the Steam Link. Did you buy I'm an really... Ouya too? Jeez, I don't know I... what an Ouya is, but okay. You uh, oh, sorry. Can I just touch on one more thing? I'm constantly I was kidding, back. Yeah. I'm terrible about this. Well, my thoughts on VR is that it needs to have a year where there isn't just one killer app, but there's like two or three. Because nobody's going to invest, well, not nobody, but very few people are going to invest the amount of money that a VR system, even if it's half the price they are today, for just like one good game. But if suddenly like three amazing games come out in the span of like a year or 18 months, I think that's what VR needs to take off. It needs to have a yeah. demand for the hardware that just isn't there right now because there isn't or there aren't any ama enough amazing games for it. I hear games like, uh, what's the mouse game that you were talking about, Andrew? Oh, what is it Moss. called? Moss, thank you. I hear that's great, but you need Which to have free, something like... It's free this month. Well, you need like a Call of Duty. You need something that big to hit on VR. Well, the, 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 well, the and, thing and about... it needs to be a game that, that uh, lasts for a long time. There's a lot yeah. of VR games that seem to be like either a single-player experience or they're like a gimmick they so seem to be short very life. short the few that i've tried like yeah. it's kind of like you get the gist of the game within the first 30 seconds two minutes and some don't even last like an hour kind of mm -hmm. thing yeah that's i mean that's one of the things that is holding back vr is like not having that killer app or those killer apps and like the the reason is it's like it's so expensive and it takes so much computing power and, and render times and whatever to fully realize a 3d game that you get these kind of almost like little bite-sized tech demo yeah. games so until like that processing power is there where it's you know attainable to like you know make a full essentially like a full-length game not just like you know maybe like a four hour to like yeah. six hour game then you're gonna see you're you're not gonna see that you're gonna just see these as i said these like little almost like tech demos and it's like that's what it's like we get it like vr has been around for a while now like you have these little kind of like things where you know oh shit's jumping out at you it's like okay fine we get it we're not wowed by that anymore like implement that in a good way and i've played some really sick vr games um as i said we're gonna be rehashing we're gonna reach be retreading some of the same ground we had uh we did in the vr episode but like there's a there's a bunch of great games like as as you mentioned moss there's that british gangster game i can't remember what it's called that one's short and sweet but it has some really great moments um yeah and like you just need to as you said sam like you just and and i'm sure boy on too like you just need those killer apps like something that's going to be like and not like a skyrim like i'm not talking about skyrim like something <laughs> something's wow. the meme like we Take just need that skyrim well i played skyrim on vr and i almost vomited and not because yeah i mean it's not made for it um, I, I think, I, I mean, I agree with everything you said, and I think part of one of the killer apps that it needs is something that's a, a more of a social game. Like, mm. if it's something you and your friends can play uh, uh, in a sp space and, and, like, play together, and it's, it's like, something that's repeatable um, that you could play many sessions of, uh, that would be, I think that would be one of the things that would kind of break it out. Well, there's, like, Phasmophobia I, now, I think, is, like, a cool one for that a lot of people yeah. are playing. 
Yeah. Um, there's I also saw like this other one. It's like you're a stand-up comedian, and then it's just like it's like you're like a whole audience, and it, I think it's like kind of random who goes up, and then you're like a stand-up comedian in front of like an audience. Oh God. Uh, that would be <laughs> terrible slash great with our group yeah. Of that sounds but... both fun or horrible <laughs> or both. Um, I will say though, I, I interestingly enough that we're talking about the, the cloud-based and VR, but I think you know with the with the rendering. Uh, requirements for VR, maybe the future of VR is tied to cloud-based gaming, mm. right? So that you don't, mm, mm. and you know, I, if, if I was if I was starting a company, I would say uh, I would make it a, an, a subscription-based service like cloud-based, but as part of your subscription, you get like a heavily discounted headset, uh, something like I don't know, two hundred bucks, uh, and 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 you get and you have to have like a year su- subscription to a service or something like that. And then you have those things working together for you. Well, also, but it, it the render is the barrier of entry. It's true, but the render times are more on the side of like developing the game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see that too. But yeah, still, if there's require, it does require higher requirements. Doesn't oh, it? for sure, for sure. And one thing we talked about in the VR episode, Sam, um, was we had no indication that playstation was going to be support like it was going to support vr but it didn't seem like it was going to innovate Mm -hmm. and actually i think last week just very recently they announced like an upgrade to like all the hardware and like instead of like those like move controllers there's these like kind of like you like stick your hand in them they're almost like little like little spheres gauntlets or like yeah sword handles for a rapier yeah and then apparently too um i heard as well that xbox or Microsoft said that they're not going to be um, supporting like a VR with the new th- uh, with, with with the new Xbox with the Series X. But I think apparently when you like plugged in some peripheral, it said like it like came up like is this like a VR peripheral or something like that. So it's kind of like if they're not supporting it, why is it baked into the kind of hardware uh, like, in, into the OS? It. I mean, yeah, it's true, it's true. I'm just saying, I'm just saying it's interesting. Anyway, that was that was one thing that's a bit of an update from our other episode is we didn't know if Sony was gonna uh, update their VR line of hardware, and it seems like they they are they well, it doesn't seem like that they are. Yeah, but this doesn't sound like they're jumping right back into full vr it sounds more like yeah we'll have a couple of vr support but i'm not hearing like sony's pushing vr like it did back when it first released the I can, is this just called the sony playstation vr is that what their thing is called psvr psvr yeah psvr, PSVR, PSVR yeah. yeah yeah um it's i don't know true. it's i i i enjoy vr um i think it needs to get to the point where it's not making me sick and i don't know if it's going to be if it's like if photorealism or like higher frame rate is the key or if maybe i'm just gonna always be more inclined to be motion sick from it just from my you know brain makeup but um i don't know i'd, I'd like to personally not you're, feel you're sick basically from it. you're gonna have to wait until they can matrix it into you right like yeah. until you have an implant in your head and they just you hook up a wire right to my cerebellum yeah yeah so we haven't talked about it either, but um, I'm I'm a big proponent of AR. I think AR is uh, so far not implemented to its full extent. I really think AR, uh, augmented reality, I think that's going to be a huge, huge um, thing. I mean, you've seen it already try to be implemented as a wearable tech uh, technology with like Google Glass and like th- th- that just looked silly. Yeah. Um, are we ever going to get to that level? Are we going to get to a Google Glass level? I don't know, but we already have an augmented reality capable device in our pocket. You know what I mean? Your your phone is that. Um, 
I remember I talked about it in the last episode, like how cool, like they already have, at like I believe it was like a League of Legends tournament where it's like they had like a like a CG fly uh, dragon flying around the auditorium, like the it was like a big like esports live event, um, and you had like you pull out your phone, you could like track this 3D model of a dragon flying around the arena, and like how sick would it be if whatever you're playing Pokemon and the, you have the two ba- the two trainers on each side and they're battling Pokemon and you pull out your phone and you can see in real time their attacks. You could do that with fucking. Um, hold isn't on. There one? No. Well, what it is is you can just open it up and have whatever is be your camera is looking at be the setting for the fight or whatever for the capture. But it's no, 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 but there's a new Pokemon game um, or something in development where it's on your phone and you know it's it tracks the world around you and places them correctly. Well, Pokemon Go has that, but they're not battling. You can like interact you can like play with your pokemon and you can like see other people's pokemon as well so it is kind of that same technology but now picture it like in like a stadium arena where even like whatever you have fucking people playing uh call of duty or you have people playing counter-strike and then it's like you have the two people like the two teams at either end and you literally have like the full map you pull out your phone you see the full map in front of you like all the fucking um all the players, their like you know their their avatars or whatever their characters in the game moving around the map. You can have that with League. You can have it with whatever. How how cool would that be? <laughs> uh, I think the cool. only thing that's really holding back AR ideas right now is the fact that okay, I liked uh, Pokemon Go when you could like look at the street corner and there's a Squirtle. Woo! Um, but the problem is with such a drain on the battery. I think part of the holding thing that's holding back AR becoming as universal as it should be, and it would genuinely work, is the fact that it's right now it seems to drain technology because you're essentially just recording or watching like through the camera lens. So I don't know very if it's approved, true, true. but it's like... It, and going back to Google Glass, actually, I always thought the solution to that is... Because first of all, I found nobody likes to wear technology blatantly. Like, it's one thing when it's, like, a watch, but nobody wants to have a giant, like, part of Google Glass wasn't so much what it did, which was whatever, but it was the fact you're obviously wearing Google Glasses. Like, it was very blatant. I think what they need to do is make something that you put on the inside of, a, like, the arms of the glasses, and it just it does the projection onto some kind of coating on your glasses, regular glasses, or a pair of regular, like, uh, non-prescription glasses you can buy. So you just look like you're wearing glasses, and that's when I think AR would take off more as a wearable thing. Yeah, and it'd be mm. super cool just having like um direction like say you're walking somewhere and you're just like or even not even walking, like say you're taking the subway and it's like fully like, okay, get off at this stop and you see your yep. path, walk up these stairs, go go out this exit of this build like the far exit of the station building, walk along like two blocks, go up the stairs, blah blah blah, elevator to the office that you want to go to. Like it'd be I- super cool. I 100% agree with you, but I, I feel like it would have to start on the street. Because if, if you're on a subway platform, <laughs> you need, like, guidance to walk upstairs. I, the, I think maybe well, technology is not for with, you. The problem with, I mean, an extension AR, but also, like, the problem with why Google Glass didn't take off was, uh, you know, usually when these companies take our information without us knowing or do whatever with it, you know, it happens in the background and we can ignore it. Um, but y- when people were wearing these glasses, other people were creeped out. Yeah, because 100%. they were they Absolutely. were they were invading it's their like, are privacy. Are you recording me right now? In real space, you know, it's one thing to get inv- your privacy invaded online. It's it, this is a different. Well, it's and true. So it's, it, it, I think that stigma will always be an issue until it's until it's completely easy to to. Even when it's easy to hide, people will still be creeped out by it. I, I don't know. I don't know what the solution to it, but I I don't think 
like public wearing of AR stuff is going to go that well. Well, that's why it really does something amazing with my idea of just going on to regular glasses. It would be something that somehow, and I don't know if this is possible or if this is just pure magic that's going to happen because of technology, but it would be like you would see it on the inside of your glasses, but nobody else would see it. But then again, you know what? You do bring up the good point about privacy. I think that might make people even more paranoid. I'd be like, hey, you're wearing glasses, right? Yeah. Are you recording me? You know, it's like, yeah, exactly. again, people and, don't and like technology being warned and they don't like the invasion of privacy. It's like somebody it, holding a camera so up to your face. Almost. Yeah, it's so blatant. Uh, you know, basically they have to find a way of doing it. That's so well hidden. Uh, and so like, so hard to detect that people will just have to like learn to live with it. And I, I'm not putting it past these companies because I know, I know Google Glass was shut down, but then they started a new project on the same technology to try and try and do it, do it a second time, but better. And that's still mm-hmm. ongoing. So, uh, and I mean, I'd like the idea of AR, and I, but I think I keep having these ideas that I, I would like that both AR and VR have some kind of something closer to an arcade experience. But, you know, now who knows this pandemic, you can't have really people going to the same mm. building and, and, you know, putting on glasses that other people put on or something like that. You know what I mean? But, I have um, been to a, I have been to a VR arcade back yeah. in before in the before times. And, and, and it was it was cool because you had the whole setup that yeah. and like this is like the pro high end. This isn't like a PSVR. Exactly. Yeah. And they had like the whole like the whole I little to, space. <laughs> Yeah, they had, like, the whole space for you, whatever. And then I even yeah. drove in, like, they had, like, the little car type thing that you could drive in. Um, but, yeah, it was cool. Anyway, sorry, go on. Um, yeah, no, I, I I just don't – I mean, there's some roadblocks there for AR VR. Um, I will say my personal, like, dream for AR is to do the whole, like – you know, in scenes in, like, war movies when there's a bunch of generals around a table, like, pushing pieces on a, mm-hmm. on a map – I, I want a, a strategy game where it literally is it's projected onto your onto a table and you're moving physical like you're telling troops to go from place to place or whatever. That's that kind of strategy game would would be uh, incredible, you know, for for all the armchair generals out there. Uh, that would be uh, the game. Yeah, well, that'd be I, super cool. Well, if I can jump in on that, I've always thought that uh, the problem with VR. Now, this isn't about AR. This is going back to VR for a second. Is that their games are always about mostly about movement and motion doing stuff and it's like okay play around but what i think would work great for especially for like home computer systems or even video games is a, uh, an ar strategy game like a uh, civilization or stellaris or something where in, you put on the goggles and then you're just this person sitting inside high-tech chair of the future or like a throne room or whatever yeah, my and no you, report that shit you know yeah and, I mean? you just, like, and you've got like the whole map on the table in front of you in the world and you like oh i um, Doing, yeah, exactly. It's a minor report, hand gestures, zoom in on this fleet, see what's going on in this city, you know, that kind of thing. But you never have to move, so your body goes, oh, no, this makes sense, what I'm seeing, because I am sitting the whole what time. What was that terrible movie, uh, a good book, uh, what's it called, with, with Asa Butterworth, or whatever this fucking oh, name is? Oh, Ender's Game. Yeah, Ender's Game. Yeah, and remember and him, like, a controlling a fleet, not knowing it's a fleet, thinking it's a game, and it's just... Th- that kind of spoilers for problem. Ender's Game, by the way. <laughs> ah, who cares? <laughs> yeah, let's spoil away. You know what? I'll tell you. This. So basically, I was in high school when I read Ender's Game. Honestly, if you haven't read, also it, Orson Scott. Card I haven't is read it. I haven't read it or seen it. It's too bad. The author's a terrible human being. Yeah, he's, it's one of those things that you have to be. Uh, you have to uh, be able to like separate the work from the yeah. author or knowing anything about the author. Um, if you, and if you can't do that, then maybe don't don't support it. But well, that's a whole other issue. That's yeah, a whole that's other a whole topic. thing. But uh, yeah, no, those, I mean, the story is still good. 
as as the story and uh, but the movie was terrible. But anyways, the, that kind of art, that kind of like fleet control of a thing, like yeah, that would, that would be so fucking. VR cool. doesn't have to be always like running down corridors. It could be literally sitting in a chair and doing something interesting. It's not like Moss is like that, right? Because you don't really move yourself; yeah. you're just moving stuff I just around. To say, Moss, yeah. yeah, you're like it's like the feet planted. I like I like the feet planted VR, um, yeah. like Beat Saber, uh, super yeah. hot. Uh, moss all that kind of stuff you're like feet planted vr where it's like you're just standing there you're doing a thing and then you move on like playing like flight sims i remember the first thing i played was um star wars um i can't remember what it was it was some star wars uh Pod racing no it was uh it was like a flight thing squadrons and, no it wasn't squadrons because this was a while ago oh, okay. uh, anyway it doesn't matter um and i was just like holy fuck i was like head first jumped right into that i was not doing good i and the worst part about it is is that that's one of the things i hate about the fact that it happens to is it doesn't happen to me and it means it's not something where the industry goes oh everybody has this happens let's deal with it it's more of like well some people it works and some people it doesn't they don't yeah. have that motivation to make sure that people who are affected like as badly as you seem to be can at least play as well because i played skyrim vr i did like the whole thing up to riverwood or whatever the name of that first town is and i was like yeah this is fine just walking and sort of didn't really bother me much but yeah Since i don't i don't have vr but there is a game that i really want to play on vr and that i have on just regular but uh have you either of you played or seen uh videos of star trek bridge crew yes uh, i've heard it's really good yeah uh yeah. that looks just like a lot of silly like get drunk with your friends and and command a uh star trek starship kinds of fun from what i've been seeing of is it. that I've, vr I've only i know no, it it's, it's 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 not vr only yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. vr is probably the better experience but um it's not vr only hmm. and it's a lot of fun um it's just you know especially if you if you have a bunch of star trek nerds playing it or two series oh um, yeah. no yeah. it would be fun to take charge of an x-wing yeah uh, what um <laughs> take that star trek nerds <laughs> yeah you um, fucking star trek nerds all right <laughs> move it along um i love star trek by the way I move it Even along discovery uh all right let me move it along please <laughs> for the love of god let me move right. it along three points on that <laughs> what kind of technology do you think we're going to be seeing like maybe in the more long term you think this is going to be like uh like like a matrix like uh ready player one alternate reality like jack into the mainframe reboot style what what do you guys think sam take it away uh i think you're on the right track i think there's gonna be a lot more um time and science like this is far future now like in the next console generation oh, yeah. like, we're, we're talking just, we're talking like middle yeah. 21st century they'll start really trying to concentrate on um stuff that fools your nervous system not just simply wearing goggles but like haptic response and getting to a point where they can trick you with smells and even taste in theory uh I think that is the way it is going eventually, but we definitely aren't at that point yet. We're just in the baby stages and VR is like the first step of a long or the first rung of a long ladder to reach that point where you're completely like uh, full on cyberpunk, like jacked into an alternate reality kind of thing. Uh, yeah. And it'll be great. Cause uh, incidentally, can... that's about the time that cyberpunk will be fixed. Uh, whew, I love your optimism. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think, like, see, for me, I almost see it as the movie Wally -E when they go up into space and everybody's just in those little, like, hover chair things and everybody's just, like, got this, like, little, like, VR headset on. It's, like, like unfortunately, that's almost what I see gaming like is, like, you're just going to be in this chair 
hovering around in this VR. Maybe not in space. Who knows? But I don't know. That's 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 what I. You're that's talking about cocooning. 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 It's the concept of like having to go outside to do less and less for your entertainment and living and stuff like that. So sure, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. That's absolutely going to be part of the future. AKA, like along with your... I've been cocooning over this last year. Yeah, hundred percent. percent. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that would also absolutely be a part of it. Like, people will do less outside. You'll eventually just have this unit you enter into, and you do... you probably also work from it as well, if you can do your work online kind of thing. So, Boyan, thoughts? Uh, I have a hot take on this. Uh, it's not going to be anything like that. Uh, we're going to go back to the to the original game, the very first game, the very first toy, which is a, a stick uh, and a, uh, uh, I don't know, is this rock. after the nuclear holocaust? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pandemic somehow leads to a nuclear holocaust. Um, uh, co- complete. Gentlemen, uh, have we tried failure. nuking the vaccine? <laughs> uh, climate change. And uh, we're just going to, you know, technology is just going to be, you know, dead. And we're uh, sticking a hoop running down the street. Yeah, kids are going to play outside again and, you know, fist fight and whatever else they did in the past <laughs> so to you kids outside we're either fist fighting or playing which you know what is actually pretty much yeah that, that's what it was as a child you were either fighting with your friends or playing yeah no, exactly no. yeah there you go honestly yeah there was like and a little bit of rollerblading is important too there's like, like a little bit of rollerblading but, sure. but like otherwise yeah yeah i'm i that is my statement i'm <laughs> i don't know how long of a future you were talking about but the length i was thinking at that's right now if right. you cut to boyan's apartment he's got this giant emp device he's like i'll take them all out we'll <laughs> go back to when we didn't have tech electricity was the devil's invention <laughs> well <Basically>. honestly <laughs> i mean okay let's pretend that <laughs> there is no climate change <laughs> i can't there that. are no nuclear armaments <laughs> what, what 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 would the technology of the future be in boyan's opinion the the water wheel like the wheel that like you know in a mill or something like that <laughs> i mean i it's kind of I, I don't know other than like something holographic you know star trek hollow suites or something where yeah. it's just a holographic projector or something that that works really well i i mean i that that kind of technology i i get and and, and obviously uh, I, I don't think, I think it would take something extraordinary in terms of the world's like development technologically for, for people to be okay with just getting all sorts of like mass amounts of people and like children being okay with just getting, uh, implants that allow them to tap into some kind of, uh, VR or AR world or whatever. Uh, it, it would have to be like what you meant, where you were saying, Lance, where, like, where it's something you can wear that doesn't like, you know, have to physically go into your body to to be able to work but yeah yeah things like that that's well, long long future yeah do you guys like what what do you guys think is i mean we, we we've talked about now the future of gaming we've talked about kind of like the the near future what what do you think like the immediate future of gaming is going to be let's walk it back a little bit what do you think the like what do you think the like what what do you think is around the corner what what, what do you think is going to be like the next big thing like i feel like right now ray tracing that's like the hot topic that's like the buzzword of the now like you have like 1080 then like 4k now it's like ray tracing like yeah like 60 like you know high frame rate I feel like right now ray tracing is like the big thing. What, what what do you think the next big thing will be in gaming? Hmm. Hmm. 
This one is question. a bit of a curveball. This is a bit of a curveball. I would say some kind of like, I mean, this might be too far in the future, but monitors that aren't flat, like they actually give an illusion of depth to them. Like, because even if you're playing a 3D kind of game like on layers, a like kind of like layers on it. Yeah, like it would be like you'd be looking into a, a small. Well, if they had the box. 3DS, the Nintendo 3DS, so I can see that. Yeah, but something like that as a. No, but that's a software thing. That's not a hardware. You oh, can do that. Well, now. Then... It's like it's like uh, it's just like a software that would have to make it, well, and you'd have to. Have I would say then, and you'd have to you'd be looking inside the, the universal. Space. Like it would be like you have a little sort of something on your neck or whatever, something small that it keeps track. But like I think the future at some point will go to that, like trying to convince you that the monitor in front of you is more. Adding that third layer of depth that isn't there right now easily. I think that'll become ubiquitous. How would that work in gaming, though? Uh, like, your HUD, your HUD would kind of be, like, a little bit popping out. So it's, like, pseudo Yeah, VR, it's basically like it's VR, like... but instead of wearing goggles, you're just look. it's like you're looking into a window that lets you look into the world of the, your games. Yeah, so that's, you like, would... literally the Nintendo 3DS, but, like, in a monitor yeah. form. Yeah, like, sorry, yes, the 3DS has done it, but, yeah, as you're saying, I wanted it in a more accessible to everybody in a more ubiquitous way uh and for games to be designed for that specifically because i think with current perspectives it'd be one of those weird things where you need to tweak it a bit you can't couldn't just make a 3d first person shooter work in that environment you have to do something with it but uh well yeah, the, 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 like the original, consoles is really still the future for me right now like the original 3ds was definitely like didn't have that head tracking technology and you had to like kind of like keep your head like super super still while you looked mm. at it but then with the uh the new 3ds they had like kind of like that i don't know if it was like head tracking or eye tracking technology or whatever but it was a lot better where you could actually kind of like move your head and it wouldn't just go to shit when did that new 3ds come out because i bought a 3ds like four years ago i was... think you had a regular ds the new 3ds okay. came out a little bit after the one you bought, which I okay. literally upgraded to because I was like, this one has... I was like, going to say, because mine didn't have head tracking, but... And it did have, like, a little nub on it, right? Like, this one had, like, a little, like, on yeah. the right side, had, like, a little nub. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, anyway, um, boy, what, what, what do you think? What do you think the next, like, the, the, the new craze, the new next buzzword's going to be? I mean, I don't know about bu buzz, like, buzzword. I mean, that's, who knows, who knows what that's going to be. I, I don't even have a theory on it. I, I think... For gaming in the immediate future, there's going to be, uh, I think, more of an evolution. Like, how do I say this? It's gaming as a, a, a medium is is or media is becoming more sort of mature mm -hmm. culturally, um, in terms of like more generations now having grown up with it and being seeing it as a as a, like a normal whatever entertainment thing. And it's obviously. In terms of how much money it makes, it's our long surpassed film. But in terms of w uh, what it does with the medium, um, I think we're going to see some really exciting things coming up. Uh, just because there's there's a level of sort of cultural maturity in society in regards to uh, that uh, if, technology. I, I okay, I 100% agree with Boyan. I think using the movie parallel, we're starting to enter the 1970s of video games when it went from big studios and control everything to now we're mm. going to start seeing a lot more sort of small more personal stories told in video games i think the future as boyan said isn't just call of duty fifa yeah. whatever you're going to yeah. get a lot more of these sort of tiny little games that are little niche tiny stories to tell 100 percent on that yeah and think about all the times that we hear like some hot game comes out and everyone's playing everyone's buying it all of a sudden and then you're like, you read, oh, this was developed by a yeah. two-man team Valheim, or whatever. Stardew Valley. And, and that's, I mean, Valheim and Among Us. Stardew Valley is just one dude. Too, but like, 
Yeah. Uh, and that sort of stuff is, and I don't think it's an anomaly yeah. anymore. I think that's, that's part of a growing trend of whether it's things like unity, um, you know, uh, bringing a lot more people access to being able to develop games, uh, on a, on a decent enough engine or just in general, you know, people, people more interested into going the, in, into that line of work and, and also being able to pull something off like that without massive numbers. Uh, and I, I really, I'm excited to see what the future of that is. Like there's a lot of Indian early access games that I think are garbage and are scams and whatnot, but there's a lot more that, you know, they, they come out there and they're like, oh, wow, this is really good. And it just needs a little bit of time and it'll be great. 100%. Or it's great already and I can't believe two guys that this yeah. are. Yeah, like that's, like that's the thing, right? It's like no matter what, at the end of the day, no matter what it is, you know, whatever the art form is, it's like it should be serving the experience. It should be serving the storytelling. It shouldn't be like like, like when something is a gimmick – it's going to fail when something is like a buzzword. Like I was saying, it's not going to stick around for a long time when those things are, you know, nice things like that. When those are the cherry on top, like those are, that's what's, what's good about it. It's like, let's have that new technology serve the story. And yeah, like, like what you're saying is like, you know, this technology is getting into the hands of more of a kind of prosumer market and, or even a consumer market with the games like Dreams and stuff like that on PlayStation, where you have these smaller games where, or even like, you know, RPG Maker back in the day, where it's like, I'm sure those games, not only people made cool games with that limited technology, but they probably went on to further their career in that field. So, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Put it, like putting that technology in people's hands at an, you know, not only an earlier age, but like, you know, just at a more widespread level, it's always going to be a good thing. Yep. 100%. Hundo P. <laughs> so what do you guys think the cultural impact is going to be of gaming? I mean, we've kind of seen gaming go through this kind of like it was, you know, niche for, you know, for nerds. And then kind of like, you know, hit the mainstream with, you know, you know, Atari and shit like that. And then you had the video game Crash, which famously, you know, was not saved by Nintendo, but, you know, very closely saved by Nintendo. And, you know, then you had the backlash of, you know, parents against, you know, the, you know, like the violence and et cetera, et cetera. What, what, what do you think the cultural implications moving forward of video games do you think, do, do, do you think video games will have on, on, uh, on the culture? Well, I think, like, as the oldest person here, I can tell you the difference between when I was growing up with video games, as you mentioned, it's a very niche, like, only nerds and whatever played video games. Like, just, it was such a small little segment of the population, and now it's just everybody does it. I think what'll be interesting is we're now getting to a point where the adults of society, the people who are between, like, 30 and 60, grew up playing video games. Like, and I think it's just gonna become more commonly accepted as a legitimate art form or medium of entertainment beyond how it used to be treated. Video games will become more and more mainstream. Like, esports now is becoming a huge thing. I think that competition within video games and just video games has just a commonly held, every household has a video game, like every household now has a TV uh, access, uh, will be the future, basically. And, like, we're going to get to a point where retirement homes have, like, oh, we're having a golden eye night, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I was going to touch on that, but yeah. I, I'm just saying video games will eventually be, like, how we consider movies now. They're just a part of the whole society structure, and yeah. n there's no... That's a little off from the mainstream. It's just like, oh, no, everybody knows about movies. Everybody knows about video games now. I almost feel like you see this kind of, for lack of a better term, gamification of everything. I almost feel like... 
the worlds are really going to blend where I don't know if it's going to be like a ready player one type thing. And now for for people that don't know, Ready Player One is you kind of like uh, put on this VR headset and you're kind of transported to this world. And this kind of world almost has, acts as like a hub world to other types of games and whatever. I almost, I, I don't know, I almost kind of like feel like, and, and now this is not just talking about it as like a cultural implication, but just like kind of like moving forward. Like, I just feel like there's going to be the gamification of, of a lot of different things. Like you're almost like your workflow at work, um, just the way you interact with your media like for instance you could be watching uh, a streamer on uh on twitch or whatever and they all of a sudden plop up a link to join whatever they're playing some battle royale game i'm sure battle royale games are gonna be dead in the future they're already mm-hmm. on the way out but anyway like you can click the link and you're just instantly playing with them in their in their on their server or in their race or whatever um you can there you know maybe they built some crazy thing you click on the link boom you're instantly on this crazy uh track that they built or this crazy like skate park they built or whatever or this like crazy world they built in minecraft or whatever like i just feel like there's just like the the whole gamification of like media and workflow and i feel like that's just gonna kind of happen i don't know I know that's that's kind of my hot take on that. I guess spicy, yeah. Well, I guess on two different things. On what you were saying, um, gamification is is making me hate any games that have similar systems. If you know what I mean, like skip skip the dishes was my was the one that I remember recently because I used it recently. Uh, that has gamification in it now. It's like when you order stuff, you're getting points uh it, it like it encourages you to do different things um to to get more points and stuff like it's just uh, dude i just want to order some food like can you not and i think game i might not be the be the only one but i think gamification of things is going to reach a peak and die people just sometimes you just want to do a thing you don't want to play a game out of your work or whatever you know what i mean it's it's I, I don't think I don't think the the technology will go far, is is what I'm saying. Or maybe I'm just that's what I'm hoping for. As far as and I was and and as far as what you were saying, Sam, uh, it's gonna be really interesting uh, when Gen Gen X and millennials are in old folks' homes. But uh, and I think on the bigger topic of you know the cultural impact of gaming, that's gonna be it's. I I can't say what it's gonna be, but it's gonna be very interesting because you're gonna ha- you're having. You know, generations of kids growing up with parents who who played video games and played video games with them. Uh, you know, some previous generations might have been you know playing the ball in the yard. You know, going to a movie the together. Around. Sorry. Oh, going to a movie together. That kind of thing. Yeah, like it's a family yeah. outing. Like you go yeah, play and, video and games. I'm not saying that. that that stuff would disappear, but like I think this is just another one of those normal things. And I and I, as a gamer, I think it's kind of beautiful mm-hmm. uh, uh, it, it, to be in a world like that where. You and your dad can be, I don't know, playing something and be competitive, or you know, you're playing God of War or something, or not God of War. Or, well, I don't know. Ooh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good game to play I with just your dad. dad and son. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, oh, and, and basically games where where you can you can play as a family, but in that weren't that aren't hokey family games and stuff like that are creating a whole generation that's going to view gaming completely differently because they're it's going to be completely in their lives and it's not going to be something that they're going to 
be feeling like they're different or weird about uh like some of the kids did uh when i was growing up <laughs> i i've got something to add on to that actually mm -hmm. and you just literally put this idea in my head with the focus on family and becoming more thing i think we're going to see a lot more co-op games like mm -hmm. kind of instead of like most games if you're playing online you have a competitive it's a com competition whether with an individual or the other team or something like you're always trying to beat other players and i think what you'll start seeing is more family oriented uh like more cooperative games especially in like 10 15 years time once the millennials themselves are starting to, uh, not millennials sorry the gen z is starting to have kids you know at that point they're going to be like i love playing video games i have a kid why don't i play a co-op game with my kid we were both happy kind of thing i think that might be a weird sort of future niche that isn't too big right now but we'll pick up a lot of steam around then and there is a game right now by the way that's kind of doing that uh oh there's several co-op games yeah i mean uh, yeah but the one that just launched it takes two and it's basically i think it's kind of it's almost like aimed at 30 something year old parents uh isn't it know. about divorce am i right about that yeah <laughs> oh wow but it's Take you, that, play, parents. you play as a wife and, and husband who are having difficulty in their marriage but like the gay, the kid the kids i don't know wish crying or whatever turns them into toys in this world where they have to solve these puzzles um and they have to play cooperatively together yeah. uh and i i mean that and that game has done a bunch of games like that where you have to play cooperatively in this puzzle solving it's like one company way. that does right like they did that um yeah. that one with the prison escape uh like a year ago or something uh, i'm not sure about that one i know there's uh there's like two brothers is another one or something like oh that. yeah, yeah, yeah is yeah, that yeah. the prison escape one the two brothers one yeah i think that, i is think it? this is in a way their third game they did the prison escape game then the two brothers game then oh, this okay. game i okay. think cool cool that's awesome yeah i always yeah. want to give that prison escape game a try i hear it was really good on the first playthrough and then never really like there wasn't a lot of replayability yeah, i find a lot of games are like that that are story-based sometimes that's okay yeah, yeah. As long as they're not there's movies expensive. i'm glad i've seen but i'll never have to watch again <laughs> yep like david lynch's doom i'm kidding i'll watch that any day of the week <laughs> <laughs> um all right well i guess to wrap it up i just kind of want to talk about uh maybe what are some past you know technologies that failed or maybe some like past things that were hailed as like the future or like some other kind of like buzzwords that are like ooh, this is gonna be like the next hot thing uh what are some fun failed technologies that that you guys uh can maybe bring to mind I have one, but do you want to go first, Boyan? I don't want to. Uh, yeah, I mean the the first one that comes to mind, and, and it's the one that pretty much taught me to never be a early adopter of technology because it's just too risky. That's going to be a waste of a massive waste of money. Uh, which is the uh, I had the I bought the Steam Link uh, and the Steam controller, um, which I pretty much used I think once. Uh, and then I realized that every time I wanted to play a game, it was going to be a whole complicated thing to get the controller to work with that mm -hmm. game. Was it? Why, what was so complicated about it? Uh, especially early on, I, I, like there wasn't it, like basically nothing. Just it didn't just work. Like it, I had to go and find some dude's uh, 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 creation of a document that made the the, the main the like, uh, controller is the it like you had to controller. download profiles for games i think so i think it was something like that honestly like i like i said i tried it and it was just like uh, it felt like a headache and and then i never tried it again and then i did try, sorry i did try a couple more times after um to make the controller work even when it was like better better like more updated and whatnot i was still having the same problems and i was like maybe i was doing something wrong but like it, the technology was just made it too too much of a hassle and even and even the streaming like streaming to my basement from my pc like it didn't the stream mm -hmm. was terrible 
and and you know i mean it was too de dependent on me having incredible wi-fi or really good like a really good internet so it's like the problems of cloud gaming without any of the advantages i guess uh so it's just how, yeah. how long ago was this by the way oh god i really i i'd have like to look up five I six bought years it fairly right? early on when it came out so I, I i don't know when that was but it's been yeah it's been a while sorry just as a quick sidebar that's the one with like two thumb pads instead of sticks right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. felt amazing in the hand like, I, the I was design, always curious to try it but they don't yeah, make the them anymore. comfort of it and and the like intuitiveness of what to do when i could like you know when i could actually control something uh it made a lot of sense and it was really cool but like the <laughs> unfortunately it's one of those things where they made it so customizable that uh and you know it it, it really would have required uh developers to de develop a control system for that controller right for games right. that they already had previously released and i think that was kind of the achilles heel of it is that uh it would need like mass adoption uh as like a standard it would have to become popular enough that it's a standard for these developers to make control schemes for it. Or you'd have to rely on some dude who might have done a good job, who might have not, who knows, and yeah. it's just like a whole, you know, crapshoot. It's so crazy, because I, I, when that, they came out, I didn't pick one up, but I just like, I'm like, oh, a new type of controller where you save wear and tear on your thumbs by just having the pads. Like, I didn't realize it was not universally accepted i figured you would just plug in and be like oh yeah this is just basically a controller it's a different brand but it works fine with everything i didn't realize there was a whole hassle just to set it up yeah. that's that's there might have been some games but like other games not not so much yeah yeah can i do my technology yeah jump in there and here's the weird thing i don't even think anyone ever really tried to push it but it kind of popped up a little bit and i haven't seen it in a while light guns do you remember like the super nintendo came with like the duck hunt gun that you would aim at your screen to shoot and yeah. like it's also in arcades it was this technology that kind of like i remember when in the 90s when it kind of came out i was like oh yeah this is kind of interesting you know and it just never became a thing people either want vr <laughs> or controllers and keyboard nobody wants well, like I mean, every think, every arcade has a captain has, power i think it was did it with the every, ship you aimed every arcade has multiple light gun games what are you talking about but what i'm talking about it never became a home technology it never became something that like super scope Super Nintendo had the Super Scope. I yeah, mean, it, it's I'm still a gimmick. Gonna tell you the, like, the, it, it was good enough for a gimmick, basically. Yeah, yeah I'm, it, I'm just saying it never went away. Well, no, yes, technically those things still exist, but so do like old books from the like 1300s. You know, like the, 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 it's still around, yes, because it hasn't disassembled into its molecular components. But I mean, I can't think of any gaming system in the last. That had the light gun or light gun equivalent. I mean, well, there, I, I mean, think I think, I think it's have... a whole. A thing like we just yes. well, you had the handle, but like okay, hold on. Even I, that kind of went it's, nowhere. I don't think it's more. I think it's more of a. I don't think that's a technology thing. I think that's more of a social thing where kids, where parents didn't want kids pointing guns around the house at the TV and shit. Well, I, I mean, think this... that was because like that was like the biggest thing was like you had like the like you had like that. Um, like Mortal Kombat, you had that like night terror attack game or whatever, and then you had the game that came with the gun, with the light gun. So like that was like the huge outrage in the '90s. So I think that's the biggest reason you don't have those. It's weird. I don't home. even remember that outrage. Uh, but no, yeah, like well, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. ESR, that's what started the ESR, ESRB was that outrage. Well, what I'm saying is, it seemed like something that on paper could have been like someone going like oh yeah i could see this becoming a thing and it just never did like and i guess i part of the reason i don't really remember the outrage but i'm sure it was there the whole that sounds 100 percent like the reason one of the major reasons why it didn't take off well the question or is just, sam uh, mm -hmm. uh if it didn't die out what do you think it would have evolved into or uh, what, do you, what do you think would have been haptic a better feedback use kind of thing like it would have been assuming you 
didn't live in a society where you don't want kids playing with guns, um, I think it would have turned into like a happy thing. Like if you were sh- shooting to, the gun, you would feel it vibrate and you would be aiming at the screen kind of thing. I don't, I don't know. It, it was kind of like a like so I said, screen it's a vibrator. Giving... Well, I mean, if you want to call it that, that's but also they had the Wii but... U where they had the built-in light gun things to shoot at the TV. Yeah, they, but that's a little. It. Yeah, but even then, does the Switch have that going on now? Uh, yeah. They have the they have the 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 labo where you build a fucking gun that's, out of out of okay. cardboard. But that's not like it. it, it, it the, actually, going to the Wii U one as well. To the uh, what was the name of those, those the Wii U controllers that did the? Uh... Anyways, those controllers that you move uh, swung around the Wii nunchucks, I guess they seemed like ooh, this is what the future is, and it never really took off. That was my that motion controls was my thing. Oh shit! I'm sorry. <laughs> that's fine no but i think i think the light gun thing i don't know i, I mean we're just... basically the same thing in a weird way no 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 motion controls and light gun are, are different um yeah also light gun depends on a crt screen if i remember correctly yeah mm-hmm. well i'm saying or the equivalent but i'm going to disagree with you there because there was the super nintendo there was the super scope for super nintendo there was like like the add-on for the for the wii where you could put the Wiimote into like the gun and you can shoot um you how have... many people do you know had them multiple maybe it was more popular than i thought um and then as i said then every single arcade across wherever always has like like two or three light gun games but anyway um yeah mine i was gonna say nintendo has a history of kind of doing these things like whether it be the uh virtual boy that came out and like notoriously flopped because that was like their original take on vr that just like never really panned out but also i'm gonna say motion controls that was like a big one like the wii came out and like the motion controls were like a huge hit and then you had you had microsoft doing their own ones you had playstation doing their own ones with like the move and stuff and like they just never really worked like you had the wii u and like you had like the advanced motion plus for like the wii u and like the add-on for the for the wii but it was just and like it made it a little bit better but it was just like they were always clunky and clumsy and it was always a gimmick and it was like yeah, you could like swing your sword around or you could swing like a tennis racket around or like throw a bowling ball. But anytime you want to get like precise with something, you would never use the motion controls. Like you're always going for like a thumbstick or like a D-pad or whatever. And then like after that generation, like you don't really see it anymore. Like like the 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 uh the Switch still has it. Like the Switch still has motion control and it is used in some games, but it's not front for foremost like it, it's not front and center like it was with the wii mm-hmm. well do you remember how like in the first generation of the ps4 like when the, they first came out there was like three or four games because like here you use the most control tilt your controller to the left to do this and, and there's right, no and rumble it, feature yeah and you're just like what the hell why am i doing this i've got thumbsticks i don't know like i've <laughs> never i i 100 agree with you Andrew. that's a technology that went away and honestly i'm not i don't miss it yeah i don't want to like if i'm playing I, a game i just want to be sitting there i don't want to be yeah running i use around. the motion I might be the outlier here, but on the Switch, when I play Mario Kart Racing, you are the outlier. Control, yeah. I feel like I, I I don't know. It gives me an extra little bit of uh, precision in a way. Yeah, Uh, and it's weird. I I can Um, see that. It's just not for me. I don't. But it's like one of the only games I would do that on. I I, and not that I've played that many Switch games, but it feels like the only one where it feels right. Well, I remember playing Breath of the Wild on my friend's Wii U, and a couple of them there were places where you had to start tilting the uh, like the giant iphone thing that you got with the wii u and it was always like this sucks why why can't i just use it i would if this had normal controls i'd be past this puzzle by now oh yeah yeah no i i hate i hated doing it with the screen like it's kind of disorienting yeah. when you're 
that's the main screen that you're looking at and then you're also turning yeah. it uh no I, I was talking more of like it's on my tv and and i'm just i just have the controllers in my hands but yeah yeah but that's that that was mine um i, I feel like that was like a, a big thing that was you know kind of touted as as a huge kind of game changer um vr i feel like it might be another one if people aren't gonna be willing to um put resources into it i feel like vr is just kind of gonna go by the wayside or i don't know i feel like also Mm. vr is kind of like one of those technologies that gets re uh revisited every decade or something it's kind of like we made better technology are we there yet Eh, not quite there and then it's like 10 years later hey we're redoing vr again is the technology there yet getting there but i don't know i just always feel like it's just almost there like but i i still remember playing vr in like the 90s and shit like that like how how far it's come since then so i don't know the 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 thing is it's like technology moves so quickly so it's like think about what games were you know even 40 years ago 1981 what games were like in 1981 compared to in 2021 i remember we take our ford model t1 up to the lord's manor and give them the weave uh yeah no video games back then were just like text it's crazy how like back then you'd be like a simple little icon that was like two pixels by five pixels you'd be like oh my god that's a giant dragon coming at me i gotta take care of this and now now it's like if that's not photorealistic you're like this sucks well even just like games from my ki- from my childhood like i remember them so fondly and then you like go back and revisit some of these old like 3d games from like the the n64 and from the 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 the, the playstation it's mm. like oof these have not aged well um so are we gonna look back on games nowadays and be like oh man that that doesn't look like i can't believe they look like that i think with the passage of time it'll become a little bit more forgiving like uh i okay it's not i'm not talking about destiny but i'm gonna talk about the other game like boyan hates when i bring up by now (laughs) yeah that's right mass effect like i think we're getting to a point where games are starting to look good enough and play well enough that there is a like you can go back and play an older game and not be like oh god this is terrible you'd be like oh yeah no it's a little quaint looking but whatever like I, i i think as games become with better fidelity and better just interface and systems there will be more of a market and more of an interest in going back and playing like oh you know it was really good i really liked the first like call of duty modern warfare 8 or 3 or whatever it is at the time you know i i think there will be more forgiving of it but if yeah if you try to go back and play a game from the 80s or ni- early 90s it's like whew, ooh, i could make more bad noise sounds if you like mm-hmm. no give me a give me 10 different ones. Oh. All right. On that <laughs> note, we're going to wrap it up here. I'm going to thank Boyan for joining Sam and I on this episode. Always looking at the future you, of, Looking at the future of gaming on Buff's Nerves. I thank Boyan for joining us very much. Thank you for having me. I'm glad I didn't get banned this time. Hopefully uh, your your uh, bribe is in, in the mail, Lanza. Wait, what? Um, he gets... Uh, what? Nothing. What? You got, you got you got anything to plug Boron? You, you this is this is your time. You want to you want to plug something? You're our sponsor this week. Until you get money, I'm just going to talk over you. Um, um, Rome Total War, my favorite game when I was 13, just uh, released announced a remaster and like a sucker, I bought it seconds after I heard about it. You've heard that I pre-bought the remaster. That's Boyan's plug. I bought a thing and I regret it. <laughs> no, I. I <laughs> my regret plug is, to my plug is for all the all all the uh, all the uh, Rome Total War, the original Rome Total War fans, uh, to rejoice. All right, That's there you go. Wow. <laughs> 
Do you okay. understand how capitalism works? That's not a plug. All right. I'm plugging them. No, you're plugging them. <laughs> For free. <laughs> like a sucker. I'm so confused. Well, as always, uh, I'm your host, Andrew Lanza, along with co-host... Sam Hall. Signing off. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. As always, a positive rating on this or anything that you have consumed by the Mind Refinery is always appreciated. Have yourselves a good day. Goodbye.